We're going to take a look at another hot button issue. It is uh, safe injection sites. We know Premier Ford is against these sites and there is a fight to keep them up. But we're going to take a look at the ideas around this. And the battle of this is in many ways, a little bit of a microcosm of perhaps our changing views of drugs, the war on drugs, decades and decades and decades. And all of a sudden, there was a thought, perhaps this war on drugs is not working, perhaps going after the people who use them, perhaps going after some of the small dealers, perhaps not helping those who overdosed. And now we have the opioid crisis Perhaps that wasn't the right thing to do. And it was a mind bender when that story kind of came out. Look where we are now. There's actually, there was someone in the Liberal Party who put forward that all drugs should be decriminalized. But along with how we have dealt with them in the criminal system is what we think about addicts. And clearly, that is in some way behind these safe injection sites and people in their neighborhood and worried. You can understand that. Tonight... We're going to take a look at perhaps what is a changing attitude about drug users. Are we the on the beginning and the cusp of something that is real change? Alexandra Perry is joining us, Clinical Supervisor, Addiction Rehab Toronto. Alexandra, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Arlene. Is our perception of drug addicts, is it about to change, undergoing change, or already changed? Um, I think that it's undergoing a change. Um, I see it. I mean, I work at a private residential facility, um, and what I'm really noticing is that the understanding of the complexity of addiction and substance use is definitely becoming more of a common conversation, either between um, families, addicts themselves, or even within the community, which is a very positive thing. Um, and I think that helps eliminate a lot of stigma and potential discrimination for individuals that are struggling with substance abuse because it's normalizing, again, the conversation to be able to talk about what's been happening. Is the opioid crisis as tragic as it is, as deadly yeah. as it is, but has it changed things? Because we're understanding that you know, not all these addicts are using street drugs. Some of them became mm-hmm. addicted through medical prescriptions. Has that yeah. thrown a, a wrench into this where people are, are kind of thinking around it? Yeah, I, I absolutely think that it has. I mean, I think the prescriptions that are given as painkillers um, 40 years ago would never be prescribed, never mind at the yeah. dose that they're being prescribed at. And for people that have not even necessarily severe and potentially chronic um, injuries. And it's almost as if, you know, doctors and pharmacists are just handing out this medication as a quick fix. So that other options like physiotherapy or holistic measures are not even really explored. Um, yes, pain management. I, I mean, it kind of goes into as well the pressures that we all have to live up to, which is, you know, mm-hmm. returning back to work and providing for family. And, you know, some people just want to get a, a painkiller that's going to get them back on their feet quite literally as quickly as possible. But, um, you know, this can sometimes be more damaging than um, helpful. It is. And then they're thrown into an area 
mm-hmm. where they never thought they'd be. They're a drug addict. And mm-hmm. Alexandra, working with these people, yeah. what do you know that maybe the rest of us don't know? When you work with, with people who are drug addicts, do you look at them differently? Um, to be honest, I wouldn't want to work with any other group of people. Um, I think people who struggle with substance abuse are some of the strongest and most resilient people in our community. I think um, the result of substance abuse or addiction is, yes, they are, they are accountable for this, but it's also a little piece of a failing of the community and our resources and accessibility to proper mental health supports. And that shouldn't be the fault of anybody. That is our government's responsibility to make sure that those resources are available to each and every one of us, to you, to myself, to anybody. Um, so I think it's it's been incredible working with this population. And I think every day I learn something new because Every single case is unique. Do you do you find yourself in some of their cases? You know, when we when we hear stories about people, the ones that grab us the most is, mm-hmm. you know, I've interviewed so many people in my life, and sometimes I'm sitting in front of somebody who did some unbelievable thing, and then they say something, and I I remember a part of my life where yeah. I, I I maybe I could have been them, maybe I made the right decision and they made the wrong de- decision. Does that happen when you work with addicts? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, again, going back to the point of normalizing this whole experience, this experience of life, this experience of, again, mental health, anxiety, depression, um, worry, loneliness, boredom. These are all common emotions that don't discriminate against anybody. It doesn't matter if you're a clinical supervisor or, you know, a host at a radio station. These things don't not this is something you're not going to avoid experiencing. But that was, it's very um, interesting what you're saying in terms of when you did, you know, experience these emotions or thoughts, you stated that, you know, you sort of utilized healthier strategies. What would some of those have been? The strategies? Well, you'd say, I don't know. I I made the right decision and maybe somebody made the wrong decision. And mm-hmm. that happens all the time in various mm-hmm. ways. Are, do you think we're on the edge here, Alexandra, of maybe looking at drug addiction in a different way? Because this is, you know, you're looking at it because you're working people with every day so you can see. On the other hand, it is the whole drug culture is changing so much, especially with the legalization of marijuana. Will that change things? Mm-hmm. Uh, the legalization of marijuana. Yeah, I mean, look at it. I mean, I, I, I referenced there's a politician in the Liberal Party who wanted to decriminalize all drugs. Are we getting a different view of drug addiction? And will it help the addict more importantly? Okay, so I'll go back to my question. So sometimes when we say we choose healthier strategies to manage our mental health, these things include reaching out to our support mm-hmm. system. You know, engaging in healthy activity, going to the gym, eating properly, which can be expensive. When we have stigma and discrimination, all that this does is distances someone away from all of these strategies. And they don't have that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we have these unrealistic expectations of those who are struggling with addiction that, hey, why aren't you just 
taken the right route? Why aren't you just doing the right thing? Well, it's probably because due to the addiction, their support system is gone. So even if they wanted to reach out and try a different way of managing their mental health, they're not even available. They aren't. Alexandra, thank you. We're going to go to the phones and see what our listeners think about this. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Arlene. Have a great night. You too. Alexandra Perry, Clinical Supervisor, Addiction Rehab Toronto. I'm Arlene Bynan in for Alex Pearson, Global News Radio.